Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. and welcome to another edition of the How Now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I'm a minister, spiritual life coach, uh, author, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. So we are back with another episode. And tonight we're going to be talking about emotional fortitude. And we know that that is a huge topic, especially during this time of pandemic. We've had to make a lot of pivots and shifts in our life, and it's going to take some emotional fortitude to be able to do that. So my handsome guest here is joining us this evening, and uh, as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to ask him to introduce himself at this time, and we'll get to it. Got you. Good evening. Uh, Thanks for having me. I'm Youssef Muhammad, and I am currently a college and career coordinator, but also I'm a college and career coordinator during the day and life coach uh, at night. Um, I work with separated and divorced men, along with, you know, men, women and children, you know, for various other matters, you know, so I'm happy to be here. Awesome. It's so great to have you here and to talk a little bit about this subject of emotional fortitude. So before we get started with that, let's talk a little bit about how things were looking for you pre-pandemic. What were some of the things that you were doing? Like you said, you were doing some, uh, you know, teaching and instruction during the day and then some coaching and counseling by night. What did that look like for you? Well, you know, uh, this is your 18 for me in education, you know, so I can kind of do some things with my eyes closed, you know, but, uh, you know, everybody feels like, you know, hey, I'll be good working from home. And then you realize after a couple of days or a couple of weeks, like, this is not it, you know. <laughs> so um, prior to that, you know, just during the day, doing my usual uh, afternoon, I coach, you know, uh, track. And then evening, you know, I would do my life coaching. And then you know, eventually everything just started running together, you know, and, uh, you know, so during the day I'm I'm used to working with people, helping people. And then, you know, eventually you find yourself like, Hey, I might need some help. I might need a release. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I was going to say it's it, it. I mean, that definitely happens as as life coaches. We realize that as as we're helping others and we're pouring into others, if we're not careful, yeah. You know, we, we empty out so much of ourselves that we need someone to pour back into us. And so we always say that when it comes to coaching and counseling, you will find that a lot of, of good coaching coaches yeah. and counselors have coaches and counselors themselves because Absolutely. we need to be able to bounce some things off of others as well. We need to be able to practice what we preach. If we're encouraging people to be coached, you know, we, we have to be coachable ourselves so that that way we can expand and that we can provide those services for others. So like you said, you were just kind of having things go along. You were, you know, kind of working on autopilot. Now, were you doing your coaching for, for the same length of time that you were doing your, your teaching, your 18 years of teaching, or was the coaching relatively new? The coaching is relatively new. Uh, it's been just about a year now. 
Okay. And, you know, but, you know, as a counselor, like I, I always did it anyway, you know, just because people would reach out and, you know, and then I just started taking it more seriously and, you know, did the necessary coursework for it. And, you know, I just realized that basically life coaching, it, it allows you to reach a different dynamic of people that have a preconceived notion of counseling and therapy and different things like that. So, you know, it, it's, it's like, I, I wanted to take advantage of the opportunity, but also be available to people that really needed the services, but yeah. weren't open to it, you know, when it was presented as counseling or therapy. Awesome. And I think that that's wonderful that you said that your focus is on men and, and counseling them and helping them through divorce and, and through relationships, because that's huge. And it's very difficult to find African-American males that are available to do that. And so I'm sure that those who were coming to you probably stemmed from some of the families that you were working with initially and then kind of went from there. Huh? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I started advertising it, you know, um, and, and obviously it wouldn't pertain to the masses, you know, but sometimes people just need to know what services are available. Not that they're in need of it right, right then and there, but somewhere along the line, either if it's a personal matter or someone that they know, you know, they can always use me as a resource, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, just like everything else, it, it's a, it's a matter of uh, word of mouth. That's it. That's yeah. it. And that's huge. And once people know that you're, you're good at what you do or that, you know, you're somebody who is, is approachable and, and somebody who, you know, is trustworthy. And I'm mm -hmm. sure that you get a lot of that, especially, you know, working in the education field and working with children and with families, you establish trust because that's what we do as educators. We, we establish relationships and trust and, and, you know, build bridges to help, you know, families to, to be able to bridge the gap, gaps between education and, and uh, you know, their, their personal lives and then to be able to, uh, you know, combine those things and, and then say, okay, I still need a little bit more and for you to be able to provide that. That's awesome that, that you're able to do that, you know? Yeah, it, it, you know, it takes, it takes some time. It takes some effort. You know, it, it takes some vulnerability. You know, um, it, you know, one thing that I learned in counseling, you know, through school, one of the most important things was not that I can always do it by in specific manners, but, you know, self-disclosure, just wow. being vulnerable with, with people and not saying that they need to know, you know, every little detail, but just knowing that this person that is, you know, who I'm talking to, it isn't only professionally, you know, capable, but they have the personal experience, you know, so, um, you know, so that, that right there, you know, um, I, I don't really have a problem sharing, you know, different things with, with, with people. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just sometimes that, that allows the barrier to come down. Awesome. Awesome. And it's like you said, you've been doing that for a little over a year and that is, you know, commendable. I mean, and, and then of course the pandemic hit and <laughs> yes. knocked us all off of our feet for a minute. Mm -hmm. And so how did that change the dynamic of your, of your coaching business? You, you know what, like it, it actually, it didn't, it propelled it, you know, because I was just getting started. So mm -hmm. that allowed, I didn't have anywhere to go, you know, so that allowed me to work on the business, you know, allowed right. me to start to uh, 
the promoting aspect of it, you know? And so I, I'm a, I, I'm a very open guy, but at the same time, like I'm not loud with it. I'm not being extra, you know? So it took a lot for me to promote myself, mm. you know, to do, you know, cause people, they don't know me in that manner, you right. know? So it's, you know, to some people they're like, Oh, what, what are you doing? You know? Right. So, but then some people, it was like for for the majority, it was it was really good for them to see me in a different dynamic. Yeah, you know. So, um, so yeah, I've had a lot of support, whether whether they were a client or whatever. You know, right. it, it's just good to to have the resource available. Timing is everything. Absolutely. Timing is everything, and it seemed like it came right on time. You were just establishing it, and like you said, you were able to roll right into it and say, "Hey." Now here's that additional support. Here's that yeah. additional uh, part. And that, like you said, was part of the pivot for you to be able to say, okay, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still in education. I've been doing this. I'm on autopilot with this, but now look, now there's this new venture and now I've yes. got to, you know, step into this. And, and I'm sure it was uncomfortable for a minute when we're talking about that emotional fortitude and being able to say, okay, yeah. How's this going to look? Is this going to be yes. something that's going to be successful? Is this going to be something? Am I trying to do too much? Am I doing not enough? What? How does that look? Yeah. So, you know, how, how was that pivot for you? How was that change? You, you know what? It's to this day, like to this day, it's still a challenge for me. You know, like, you, you know, you want to make sure if you're advertising, you want to have some quality pictures. You know, you want to make sure that, you know, your, your verbiage is on point, you know, you, you don't try to do too much and you, you don't want to have the bare minimum, you know, so, so it's just, you know, and then having to use social media and different things yes. that come with that, you know, it, it's like a roller coaster ride, you yes. know, like, like, you're like, oh, okay, this should grab people's attention. And then it's like, womp, 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 you know, like, <laughs> you didn't really get what you thought. And then you put something basic out and it's like, oh, I love this. This is <laughs> and, and I was just like, you, you can't be serious, you know. Right. So. right. Okay. I think that I think when I when I launched my podcast and everything, I didn't realize how old I was. Yeah, because I was like, this is a great idea. And then they're just yeah. like, that's like you're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it yeah. was great. And then and then, like you said, you go with the most basic thing and they're just like, incredible. And you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I was making it harder than it was, but, but just like you said, I'm sure that, you know, being in education for 18 years, and like you said, going on autopilot and knowing everything that you yeah. know to step out of your comfort zone. I mean, and, and a lot of people have had to do that during Absolutely. this pandemic. They've had to stretch beyond what they typically do or what they typically know or how they do what they typically do. Yes. And now to have to turn around and do something different, you're kind of sitting there like, wait a minute, I, I wasn't ready for all of this. And it didn't matter that you weren't ready. You had to yeah. just be ready. <laughs> you you got to do it, ready or not. Yes, yes. So so tell me some things that, uh, you know, were were some some challenges or some turning points for you as we talk about the the topic of emotional fortitude. What were some things that were happening you know, or that were going on? To, to tell you the truth, a, a whole lot was going on. You know, um, I, I was finalizing a divorce. Uh, it, not only was I going to work every day, I was finalizing the divorce. Uh, learned that I had prostate cancer. Mm. Uh, was 
was reconsidering switching careers. You know, I had a whole lot of different things that, that were going on, but the benefit of it all, it, it didn't allow me to focus specifically on one thing. Right. You, you know, like there was always something for me to do. There was always somewhere for me to be. There was always, you know, me having to challenge myself to, 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 to do the things that I tell everybody else to do. Right. You, you know, so, um, the challenge was, you know, making sure that I was in a good place mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you know, not not on a roller coaster, you know, because I wanted to make sure not only that I was good to myself, but also I was good to those that needed it, you know, that needed me to to, to be there for them, you know. So, so, oh, I don't know what happened. It's still here. Okay, got you. It, it just disappeared on me. Um, yeah, you, you know, so it, it was a challenge for me to make sure outside of everyone else that, you know, that I got up and I did the things that were beneficial to me, right. you know, wh whether that was getting up early, meditating, whether that was eating the right thing, whether that was taking uh, a two hour walk. Um, I, I started walking during the pandemic based on where I lived at. Um, it, like it was literally nothing but housing developments for, uh, three miles, like on the left and to the right. And I literally, and I learned the distance based on hearing someone that was walking, you know, uh, by me one day. Mm -hmm. so I said, oh, okay. So once I learned how to, I was like, okay, I can do this in, in about an hour and a half. So right. I was walking, I was walking six miles every day like unless it was unless it was pouring down raining because oh. it was three miles one way three miles back okay. mm. you, you mm. know so that allowed me to release a lot of stuff that allowed me to think about stuff then by the time i got back like i was good i was ready for work and everything that came with the day you know so mm. uh and i'm a former athlete but i'm not a walker gotcha you know? gotcha yeah. so the walking allowed me to have more time to think you know, strategize to figure out what was working for me, what wasn't working for me. Um, but yeah, I found out that once I was good emotionally, that you know, I, I was I was good across the board. Yeah, I mean, and that's good because I think uh, you know, just like you said, you, we have pivots that come up. A lot of us, you know, were confined to our homes, and yeah. you know, or like you said, we're able to go out and do that walking which is, is definitely critical because just like you said, you get so caught up in the busyness of doing everything. Like you said, you didn't have time to think about some of those things that were going on because you had other things to replace those thoughts because you were engaging, families engaged with them, doing everything. And so you were like, okay. Then all of a sudden it was like, now I have to sit with myself. Yeah. Now I've got all this time to think about things. And now all of a sudden, you know, with that, I think a lot of us experienced a lot of anxiety. Absolutely. And I think that that's a huge thing that people deal have had to deal with or that I've seen my clients have to deal with in this whole aspect of, of the pandemic. You know, now all of a sudden I've got to sit with me. Now all of a sudden I've got to face some of these demons that I have and I can't cover them up with, you know, oh, I got to run and do this and oh, I've got to do that because yeah. now there's nowhere to run. Yes. <laughs> Yes. But, but to yourself in the mirror and say, okay, now what? 
And so, yeah, anxiety, I'm sure, has been a huge part of, of a lot of people's struggle when we talk about that fortitude. Yes, that that anxiety, you know, people were having anxiety because you got to deal with not only yourself, but people, you know, uh, throughout the day that you normally don't see during the day. Right. Um, you know, not only are you confined to your home, but you, you couldn't even, uh, you, you, you had to worry about uh, going to the store and hoping there was food, you know, uh, hoping that it was some gas, you know, uh, it like it was it was multiple things that just kept piling up that you never had to consider before. Right. You, you know, so that in itself. So people that never struggle with anxiety or 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 fear or uh, depression, all of those things that, you know, come that were, were coming about. Like now it was being, you know, it, it was, it was fresh, right. you know, you, you're, you know, for a couple of weeks or a couple of few days, you're like, okay, okay, this is, this will go away. Right. And then you found yourself like, oh, we've been in this for months already. And, right. and, you know, I've never dealt with this before. I'm not even really sure how to deal with it. Right. You know, talking to my girlfriend or, or, or my best friend, my, you know, my guy or whatever the case Right. That that wasn't that was no longer working for some people. Right. You know, because now like it was a real, a real let's go with self-diagnosis. <laughs> you know, like th this is a reality, you right. know. And so um and, and like it says, one of the the best things and the worst things that you have to do in life is come to grips with yourself. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. and so it's and, a great fear, just like you yeah, said. Yeah, you got to face the reality. Yeah. 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 So like you said, I, um, you know, that that whole aspect of having to to face those fears and to to see those demons. Did you see a lot of that in, in your clients? Did you see a shift in, in some of the things that they were talking about prior to the pandemic? And then then seeing some of that change or seeing some of those fears or things manifest in, in your clients after the, the pandemic started? You, you, you know, it, it wasn't really a big, a big factor. Um, you know, every now and then, you know, someone, people would mention it contributing. Um, but, but some of these people were already in the process mm. of divorce or they were recently divorced. So sometimes, you know, now, uh, again, coming back to the, the concept, like now I have more time right. to, to think about stuff that you really thought that was over. You know, you thought that, you know, you were in a good place and now you got time to reflect and, right. and all of these different things that, you know, were, were adding to the anxiety, you know, but o overall, there wasn't really a shift in for the clients because they were focused on just regrouping and rebuilding. So, so for some people, it was very beneficial for them because like it gave them a chance to, to, to rebuild in a good way, to, to reflect in a good way, to, to, to realize how far they've come, you know, and then with a couple, you know, with others, they were still in the, in the thick of it, you know, and, and the shutdown and all the things that came with that, it, it added pressure, it added right. the anxiety. And, uh, you, you know, 
everybody at some point deals with some type of anxiety, you know, but it's never on that type of level where you feel like it's uncontrollable. Right. You know, you, you, you're losing sleep and, you know, you're not eating right. You know, your, your, your temperament is all over the place. You know, the mood, the mood swings and, you know, all, all of those things, you know, um, were, 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 were factors for some people. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like you said, I'm sure that, like you said, change the dynamic a little bit. Cause like you said, it added pressure on them to yeah. try to figure out, you know, okay, what, what do we do now? So how yeah. did you go about, uh, starting to help them or, or really started to, to see that, that emotional fortitude was something that was definitely necessary, uh, you know, in your practice to, to, um, really push to the forefront and, and, and how did you go about doing that? You, you know, um, I went about doing it, you know, how I used to deal with my own stuff. And, and once you begin to know clients and you know some of their background and different things like that. So, you know, I would share my story about how as a former athlete, you know, like you, you are put in some situations where you have no choice but to operate. You got no choice but to move, you know. And so I always reflect back on, um, as a coach, I always say, like, if, if, if I play somebody in basketball one-on-one and I win, like, like that is something that's a notch on my belt. That is something that nobody can take away. Um, I don't care if it's a game of checkers. I don't care if it's monopoly. I don't care if I pass the test, whatever the case may be, like, I can go back to all of these different moments that I've won you know, that I've overcome, you know, I've come from behind, you know, I, I've maintained the lead, you know, and I, I I always challenge them to think about all of the things in the past, all of their small victories, their big victories. And I had them write that stuff down, you know, because sometimes we lose focus of all of the small things, you know, we focus on all of the big moments and don't realize like, hey, like I've been here before, like, I haven't won all the time, but I have more wins than losses, you, you know? And so that was very beneficial for them, you know, cause once I learned about them, their personal background, their, you know, uh, uh, professional background, and, and you just start hearing people say different things and they don't really realize all of the things that they're saying and everything that comes with it. So, you know, in writing notes down and different things like that, I was able to run some of these things back to them. And, you know, it allowed them to remember like, okay, I have done this, I have done that. And it allows them to, to, to feel like, okay, I can do this again. It might be a challenge, but at the same time, like I haven't necessarily faced this situation, but I've been in situations before where it, it looked real dim. It didn't look really good for me. Uh, you know, I had that anxiety. I wasn't eating. I was down on myself, but I'm here now. Like I made it, I, I, I recover, you know? And so that, that comes back to, you know, the, the name of, of, you know, my coaching is you can recover, you, you know? Um, and, and, and that's, that's what it comes down to. You have to know that at some point in time, it may not be overnight. It may not be tomorrow. It may not even be in the next year. 
Mm-hmm. But at some point, you will fully recover. Yeah. And I think that that's key in doing that. I love that you say that, you know, let, we focus on, on our prior wins because that, that is important because we have not always been in a space of deficit. Like you said, you, you know, you, you've had those victories and, and that goes hand in hand with gratitude, you know, mm-hmm. and, and being able to, to uh, you know, understand that, okay, we can't discount the small things that have happened. And Absolutely. if you look at all of those little wins that we've had, those are good. But then I think it's also good, like you said, to, to focus on, no, we didn't win all the time, but we did have some wins. Yeah. And those things are and those things are going to be beneficial in helping us to be able to springboard into other wins. What were some of the things that we did to be able to get to that space? So I love that you you have them to write those things down. It's important mm-hmm. to to bring those things to the forefront so that they have a a you know a steady foundation to stand on to start building towards yes. you know getting that emotional fortitude up and it starts with like you said the rah-rah getting it you know getting yourself back up to that to that space of realizing that yes you you don't win all the time but you can win absolutely you know? absolutely that's awesome that's awesome and then like yeah. I said you and then where do you take them from there Yes. And, and, you know, it it comes down to, you know, in the midst of trying to overcome different things, like there has to be at least one goal. Like what, what is the goal? What is the short term? What is the long term? You know, because sometimes some people just want some relief, you know, and so we got to start with a minor goal, you know, and so, and, and everybody's goal will look totally different because everybody has a different situation. You know, and so uh, it's it's just it's just one of those things where you just got to realize what works for you, right. and 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 go from there. You know, like certain strategies that work for some people might be beneficial for me for a few days, you know, or or, or a week. But long term, like that's not going to work because I got my dynamics. My dynamics in this situation are totally different than yours. You know, and so you you just have to be okay with uh, it, it. It may sound crazy, like from the outside looking in, but like you have to be okay not being okay for a period of time. You know, and and that you know that is something that I personally had to come to grips with because you you know you're just so used to being successful in certain areas that. You don't want this minor setback or or it could be a major setback to affect the areas that you're having success in. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's amazing how we forget sometimes, you know, we start to focus on the negative and, and totally discount the fact that there were positive things going on around us. But because of what's happening right in front of our face, yeah. sometimes we don't see the forest for the trees and say, okay, you know what? No, I was okay, things were okay. I wasn't always in this space. And so why am I acting like, uh, you know, I've always been here, but it just feels like that. When those negative things are happening, it feels like you're in this vacuum and like you've been there forever. And even if it was just a day, you're like, this only happened like yesterday. (laughs) It was like, oh my God, I feel like it's been going on forever. It's amazing how those negative things seem to to, to appear to last longer. Than Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and it appears longer because 
there's less sleep going on during those times. Right. You know, it, it's, it, I tell people all the time, like I, when, when something is really, really bothering me, it doesn't matter if I drink, it doesn't matter if like NyQuil is, is it going to work? Wow. Um, what, what is it? Uh, melatonin. Right. None of that, none of that stuff will work with anybody when, when someone's anxiety, when someone's emotions are at an all time high. Yeah. You might get a good hour to maybe three sleep, wow. but, but, but you will be back up. Yeah. And, and you, and it will be as if you never took that thing. That's it. You know, and, and, and so again, like sometimes you got to know that you got to be okay with not being okay for a period of time. Right. You know, I, I read something yesterday mm -hmm. and it said the, the heart is the smallest organ, mm. but it is the, it is the, the one that suffers the most, uh, hold on. I want to make sure I get this right be, because like, it, it it hit me like so hard, right. like I had to keep reading it. Right. It, it's it, it's the it's the one that suffers the most pain, you know, due to emotional things, right. you know, and 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 it, like it hit me so hard. I was like, oh my god, like it makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes sense. And some things, you know, now prior to any of my experiences. It would have made sense 10 years ago, right. but at the same time, it's very relevant now. Yes. You know, it might have made sense before, but it's right. relevant in my life now. Right you now. Know? Yeah. yeah, just like with anything, some things we can read and then we can go back and read it again and just like all of a sudden it's like a ton of bricks. Absolutely. It all depends on what's happening in our life and, and you know, what, what's going on that, that causes us to say, okay, th this now you know, has some type of traction for me because now it's, it's pertinent to what, like you said, what's going on. Absolutely. So, so I love that, that, that makes perfect sense, you know, yeah. because we do, we go through a lot with, with, with the stress. We go through a lot with, uh, you know, trying to say, say, okay, I, you know, right now, you know, I don't see how I'm going to find my way out of this. I don't see yeah. how I'm going to, how I'm going to make it through. And, and now I have to say, okay, let, let me stop and, 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 all of that you say and not be okay you know be okay with not being okay because everything yes. is not instant mm -hmm. and just like you talk about with sports and you're talking about you know when sometimes you know it's that little sprint and you win instantly and you and you get yes. that trophy and you or you get that that little medal around your neck and boom it's happening right there in that moment yeah you know and then some things you got to work a little harder for and so you know it's that instantaneous and, and now we're in such a society where we want everything to happen in an instant. Yeah. And, yeah. and we have to be okay with it not happening like that because that's not a reality. It is it, absolutely not. Um, one of the things that I've been telling myself along with other people is that sometimes you got to train not only your emotions, but you got to train your heart. You, you know, like, you know, uh, I had to get back to, you know, meditation. I had to get back to reading, you know, I had to get back to doing a little bit more praying, you know, like, <laughs> you know, because some things, again, it, I'm like, I, I can't start my day off like this, you know, like, like I have, I have too much 
going on today and on a, a day-to-day basis for this to, to, to damper, you know, anything that good that will come about or, right. or again, go, going back to emotionally, like I need to be stable. You know, I, I can't be all over the place. Like I got to have some emotional fortitude to be able to withstand this day, to be able to withstand anything that comes about today. Like, like I may not like it, it may hurt, it may feel a little bit heavy, but I will not be broken by whatever happens today. You know, now, now, now if I don't, if I don't stick with the reading, if I don't stick with the praying, if I don't stick with keeping a support system around me and being honest with myself about where this situation is really, really at or where it's going, then, hey, it's going to be a long couple of days, couple of weeks, couple of months. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so you got to have that emotional fortitude to, to say, I simply cannot go out like this. Right. I love that you said that. And, and what I'm hearing in there is, like you said, that transparency, being honest with yourself. And I think that's huge because sometimes we're not, you know, we can't, we can't, you know, just say, oh yeah, everything is okay when it's not, you know, we have to be able to say that, yes, this is a challenge for me. Yes. This is something that I'm struggling with. And I, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you tell your clients it's commendable that they've come because they realize and recognize that there is something that they need assistance with. This is something that they're not able to do by the by themselves. But I love that you said that the transparency and that honesty and being able to say, okay, I need the help. I know that this is something that I'm struggling with. I love that you talk about consistency. You were talking about every day doing what, you know, doing your prayers or doing your meditation or or doing your readings and being consistent. That's that's going to be a huge part of that emotional fortitude because. If you're not doing those things, then like you said, you're all over the place. You've got to have that consistency because that's going to help you build that solid foundation to get back where you need to get, you know? And then also you mentioned that support system. And I know that that's huge too. And just like you were talking about with the, with the families, those who are separating and divorcing, who do they have that's in their corner to help them as they sever this one relationship and build a new one? Absolutely. Absolutely. This, this support system is, is critical. Um, whether it's one person or you have a team available, you know, fortunately, like I have, I have a lot of people that I consider my support system. And some of these people aren't people who I talk to on a day-to-day basis because we're all grown and we got busy lives, right. but, but I can always pick up that phone. You know, I can send that text and you know, if, if, if I needed 10 people on a little powwow tonight, those like I can have 10 people with no problem. Unfortunately, some some others, other people don't have that. And and that's where I come in, you know. So, you, you know, it's, it's funny because I always compare it to uh, the movie. I think it's The Wedding Ringer with, with Kevin Hart. Uh-huh. Where, like, he had to step in and, you know, like it's like. Like people, people don't know, like the client may know me, but that person's family or support system, they don't know me. So they're, they're trying to figure out like who has helped him, 
You know, like what what is going on? Like I gotta meet him. You know, thank thank you for bringing him back. You know, um, and and you know, on a personal side, you know, uh, you know, obviously was married. I was married almost sixteen years. Wow, years together for almost twenty, and did the did the divorce thing. Waited a while to start dating. And, you know, I had found somebody that was, you know, who, who I thought was, everything was going so great, blah, blah, blah. And this, go, this follows up with what I was saying about people want to know, like, what is going on? Like, how have you changed? What has caused this? Right. And, and my mom, excuse me, my mom had called me. We were talking and she was just like, you know, I'm, I'm glad I have my son back. You know, she was like, you know, you, you, you know, I'm glad you got into this point. And, you know, she had focused on the person who I was dealing with a little bit. But, you know, overall, she was just talking about the whole, the whole dynamics, you know, just me, you know, she said, you're smiling a lot more, you, you know, you, 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 you don't have the scrawl on your face. And people always said that I didn't believe them, you know, but I, I guess, it, I guess I did, you know, so um, but yeah, you know, some, sometimes you just need that person that that just changes, you know, your situation, or, or, or they at least change your emotional well-being yeah. to yeah. be able to to deal with other stuff. To kind of take your it 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 allows you to minimize your situation a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, so yeah. um, just like you're saying that that's. That's huge because it starts with you. It starts with the decisions that you make. It starts with the, the investing in yourself. And, yeah. and, and I think once you do that, then like I said, you open yourself up to allowing others to come in. Yeah. And that's where you're talking about that support system or having that person who can come in and, and, you know, bring out the better parts of you because you have allowed them to see those parts. Yes. You know, yes. so that that's that's a huge part of like you said, this this emotional fortitude. It really, really starts from within. So it's like mm -hmm. you said, it's taking a deep dive into who you are and into your your yes. situation and into your wins and into you know your your consistency in wanting it, but you like you said, you've got to want it for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's funny, you know, because you know, I had to talk to myself. I had to, uh, it, it's funny. I went and looked at some of the different notes that I had for other people and I started using it for myself. And, you know, it hit me because the situation that I was in, it didn't, it didn't really go according to plan, you know? So it kind of threw me off a little bit. And, and I said, ah, like I was not expecting that. Like, like it, it kind of blindsided me a little bit, right? So outside of that, like I had to deal with the matters of the heart, you know, because because I had allowed my heart to be open, you know, and mm. and I was like, I was like, ah, oh man, like you know, so I had to I had to be honest with myself about the situation, but I had to look on the positive side. I was like. I realized that I allowed myself to be open, which was a good thing because I didn't allow that for a while. Mm 
you know, it just was just living, existing. And then like, I realized that I, I was moving forward with no barriers, mm. you, you know? And so I realized, okay, the situation didn't go according to plan, but I seen progress within myself. You know, that, that didn't diminish the fact that I didn't really like the way stuff happened. But at the same time, I had to, I had to take the positive out of it. Like moving forward, I know I can do that again. Right. You know. Right. So, you but know, it's lessons learned. It's lessons learned, and and, and I think that if 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 we don't experience those things, or if we don't you know take those things into consideration, then then we can't move forward. We have to say, okay, yeah. Sometimes it's not always going to go because in our minds, I. It's supposed yeah. to go this, that, and the third, <laughs> and, and, and yeah. we don't see it any other way. We don't see any other options. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. that's why, again, it's good to have somebody there because, you know, we can say, all right, you, you've thought about this, but did you consider that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a possibility. And sometimes mm -hmm. we can't see that because we're so set in how we assume things are supposed to go. That, that we can't see that there are other options and other possibilities. And that's where it's good to have the, that support system or somebody to talk things through with because we don't always have all the answers. And, and, and there are always other ways to do things besides the way we think that we should do it. I think what that reminds me of is like that whole, you know, thing with the with can opener where, yeah. where everybody was opening their cans for a thousand years one way and then we found out yeah. they're supposed to put the can opener on the top and not on the side and we were like what yeah i remember yeah. calling my grandmother she was she was 105 years old and i said grandma why didn't you tell me and she was like i didn't know either yeah but it worked did it open the can yes absolutely for years and years and years and years and then i mean i went to open the can the other day and i put that can up on the top and i was like i'll be doggone didn't fall inside it didn't get all yeah. stuff. Yep. To, you know i was like man you know but you think about it because you think things are always supposed to go a particular way yep. because that's what we've been conditioned and trained to think Absolutely. and then we find out that no it's it it can be done a different way and sometimes that yeah. way can be a little better than we thought you yep. know so 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 now we have options you yeah. know we have options yeah. to do it one way but if it doesn't work that way we still can do it another way without feeling as though we're defeated Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody wants to like the feeling of defeat absolutely sucks, <laughs> you know, but there's lessons, you know, to be learned yeah. in, in the defeat, you know, like sometimes like in sports as a coach, I've been coaching a long time. Moral victories. They aren't something that you want to get used to in sports. But moral victories in life are very, very, very precious moments, you know, like, you know, so like I've had, I've had teams where we won championships. I've had teams where I didn't win a game all year and they both took emotional fortitude, like, like both of them because of the high and the expectation of having to win, you know, like winning isn't easy, like in, in anything, you know? So, and then to be in a position to emotionally have to deal with losing every game. Like how, how do I keep showing up to wow. these practices and these games, knowing that we're about to lose by 30, 40, oh. 
50. And, and you know, like, I realized that the way I handled it rubbed off on the team. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like, I'm like, listen, we may not be better than them, but we're better than losing by 50 points. Like, like let's lose by 20, 30, right. but not, not 50. Like, <laughs> I don't care what we got to do. Like, 50 cannot be on the scoreboard. Like, that right. cannot happen. <laughs> you, you know, so... You know, so you you gotta you gotta take a piece of the good and all of the bad. You know, you know. It's all so. about perspective. It is all Absolutely. about perspective, and and just like you're like you're saying, you know, yeah, we don't have to lose significantly. Yeah, we can lose at 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 a at a lesser pace, but and still, like you said, be okay yes. with that. Be okay with that, and still show yes. up. I love that you say that. You still yeah. show up. Mm-hmm. regardless you know because you have yes. you have work to do you, you're not going to get better yeah. if you don't show up if you withdraw then you then you're taking yourself out of the competition to even be in the running yes. to win so you mm-hmm. have to be able to do that you have to be able to, to say okay yeah I'm, I'm going to uh you know i may lose but i'm still going to show up and just like you said there are some emotional highs on both ends because like you said, I'm losing all the time. What's happening. And then if I'm winning all the time, what happens when I lose? Because now the expectation is that I'm always going to win. So so there's definitely emotional uh, stresses on both of those sides. So it's, it's a matter of finding that balance of finding that harmony Mm -hmm. between the two. And and just like you said, being able to be okay with not being okay. Yes. Yes. That is huge. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways. I hope you guys are taking some notes. Yeah. Because a big takeaway from that is that that is okay. You know, it's okay to not be okay for a while, but knowing that 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 those wins and and those those defeats are coming and that and to be okay with that. Yes. Yeah. I, I encourage people to go back to the things that they used to love, that they used to like. They that they lost the, the ability to continue to do, you know, like I always I treat myself to something to eat, like far more than I should. <laughs> um, I, like I I make sure, like I tell myself I work too hard to not have certain things. Right. So, you know, I I'm not robbing Peter to pay Paul or anything like that, but I'm like, I like sneakers. I work hard. I'm getting me some sneakers, you know, um, you know, I'm going to say, look, I'm going to Chick-fil-A in the morning for breakfast. Uh, my bill every morning is $10 and 65 cent. <laughs> and my secretary, my secretary is like, yo, that's a lot of money every week. I'm like, mind your business. Like, that's what I like, <laughs> you know? So, you, you know, like, you, you know, I tell her, I'm like, listen, you just spent all this money on the mails. Like, cause that's what you like, you know? Right. Food, food brings me comfort. Like it doesn't right. matter if there's something bad going on or not. Like I love food. Um, when when I make it big, as a as a coach and as a, a trainer and all this other stuff, I will have a personal chef. Like, I'm having all that. Like <laughs> you, you know, because that that's what works for me. Right. You know, right. I love playing basketball. I don't get a chance to work out and play basketball, you know, very much anymore. But when I do, 
even though I am 42 now. Like I am, when I'm in that gym, I, I'm in high school and college again. There you go. You, you know, like <laughs> yeah, that. that's my, in high school growing up basketball, that was my safe place. Yeah. You, you know, like no problem existed, you know, on game days, on practice. So at least two hours, three hours out of that day, I forgot about everything. And so mm -hmm. I mentally, when I when I get a chance to do those things, in my mind, for this amount of time, I'm not worried about anything else other than mm -hmm. this bringing me peace and joy. I love that. I love mm -hmm. it. And that's what we need to do. And that that's all a part of the whole self-care. We have to be able to do yep. that. We have to be able to pour back into ourselves. And, and sometimes it is a matter of going back and doing something that we love, you know, or, yes. or, or being being reminded of something that that put us in that safe space or put us in that pay, that space of peace. And even if it's just to mentally take ourselves there, yes. you know, it's necessary to do that. So that that is a, a, a huge piece of advice as well. Just making sure that that we're taking time to to go back to those yes. those safe spaces, go back to those times, so that that way we can reflect on on what, what brought us joy, what brought us, you know, positive uh, experiences in our lives. So Absolutely. Awesome. That is Absolutely. awesome. Mm -hmm. so like I said, we, we covered quite a bit here, you know, talking yeah. about transparency and consistency and having a good support system mm -hmm. and knowing that we can recover and that it's okay not to be okay for a period of time. And also you talked about moral victories and how important yes. those are. And, and, and having minor goals, those things are important. It's important for us to be able to, to you know, have, have a destination and not be all over the place. Yes. You know, we have to be yes. able to set boundaries and parameters for ourselves so that that way we, we have a space to operate in and, and that space should be a safe space. So absolutely, lots of, lots of good, good yes. information there. Yeah. Okay. Now, before we, we uh, you know, before we close things out, do you have any other things that you want our listeners to know about emotional fortitude that they can carry with them? Just a little nugget or two. You, you know, oh man, it's so much that can be said. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you need to be honest with yourself about where you are currently, like not where you want to be, but where you are currently because that's going to determine how much fortitude you're going to need. Right. You, you know, like, like, is this a matter of, is this a physical situation? Is this an emotional situation? Is it a mental situation? Or is it all of the above? Yeah. You, you know, because some things are going to take a lot longer. Um, you, you know, I, I'll say this. The, the Bible talks about... Um, some things come only through fasting and praying. That's right. Which means that, like, if you don't do one or the other, or you don't do both, like, you're not going to get the results that you're really looking for. Right. You know, and so, regardless of what your spiritual belief is, or, uh, or, or, or lack thereof, like, it says that. Is some things that only come by doing this and that, like not one or the other, but this and that, you know, so let's just make this and that 
uh, consistency and being open to moving forward. You know, consistency or being open to moving uh, forward with consistency. There you go. Consistency. Yeah, on a day in and day out basis. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. I love that. Okay. Now, one other question I have for you. Uh, and for our listeners, I always ask my, my guests at the end of each show, what are some things that they are doing to navigate in this space? What are some things that you're doing to live in this now? Just to help them, uh, you know, with some ideas about some things that they can do, you know, personally while, while we're still in the throes of this pandemic. Uh, you know what, me personally, and this, and when I, this is like very recent, I'm talking about in the last two weeks, like I'm, I'm enjoying more sleep. Like some people feel like they're missing things. And guess what? I used to be one of them. Not that I felt like I was missing a party or anything like that. Right. But like, I wanted to stay up and watch the basketball games. I wanted to, you know, do this and, you know, watch my shows. And now I'm like, I'm perfectly fine with going to sleep. Now, like, I've, again, I've gotten so used to my schedule. Like I can do things with, limited sleep I would stay up until 12 1 o'clock yeah. pop up at 5 o'clock and then by Wednesday night Thursday I am like feel like a tranquilizer hit me right right but like take on something that is beneficial to you you know sleep sleep has been beneficial to me um now my body is still adjusting to it because I'm not used to getting sleep like, I don't know the last time I've had, probably in over 20 years, like I've, I've never slept more than six six hours straight. Right. Like my sleep has always been broken. So if I get four or five hours of straight sleep, like I don't know how to act. I'm a totally <laughs> different person. You, you know, so navigating and finding something that works for you for the now. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be long-term, but sleep, uh, you know, you see all these memes about people saying, oh, I'm just going to drink my water and mind my business. If that works for you, right. like, let it work, you know, because right. I've been trying to drink more, more water myself just because I drink a whole bunch of everything else, you know, so um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying my best. Um, yeah, I got to about a gallon a day and, and <laughs> yeah, but my body is like, what? Okay, because yeah. 52 year old Kim says, uh yeah, you think you could drink that much water, you better be near a bathroom. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that. I love that you say that. Find something that works for you right now. And 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 that's important. It's important. Like you said, sleep is important. It is it is such a vital part of our lives. And 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 when we stress and yeah. we don't get that 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 quality sleep, like you said, we're dragging all day. But when we do get that sleep, we're such we're so much nicer. Yes. We're yeah. so much happier. Our body is thanking us. Our body is, I'm telling you, I mean, it's a hell of a machine. And it does yeah. a, I mean, you know, when we talk, you were talking about a heart and everything else. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot that we put on our body and and that rest is important. So I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that because you know, people have talked about meditation and other things that they're doing while they're waking. Sometimes just going to bed. 
Yes. Fluffing that pillow and going to sleep and getting sleep does wonders. So yes. I'm, I'm glad that you shared that. Yes. I'm glad you shared that. Now also tell people how they can get in contact with you. If they just want to know, more, know a little bit more about your coaching and uh, the things that you're doing um, outside of your um, your uh, education responsibilities, well, how, how is a way that they can get in contact with you? Well, uh, uh, my personal IG page is coach.ibn, spell I-B-N. Again, that's uh, on Instagram, um, coach.ibn, I-B-N. And my personal uh, coaching page is on IG. It's called you underscore can underscore recover. Recover has two E's instead of the normal one. Okay. You know, so so again, you can you underscore can underscore recover with two E's. Okay. So the IG is coach dot I B as in boy N. Yes. Yes. And then is www.igyou underscore can underscore recover with two E's. So so on, on IG, which is Instagram. Uh-huh. So on Instagram, my username is you underscore can underscore recover with two E's, R-E-E-C-O-B-E-R. Okay. Oh, so it's R-E-E, the two E's yes. in the beginning. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make sure you guys write that down. I had it at the end. I would have been wrong. I would have been wrong. <laughs> So, so on Instagram is you underscore can underscore recover with R-E-E-C-O-V-E-R. Yes, ma'am. All right. We got yeah. you covered. We got you yeah. covered. Thank you so much, Yusef, for, for being on the show this evening and for talking about emotional fortitude and for sharing so many wonderful nuggets and uh, people will be able to get in contact with you uh, in the description for the show when it airs. So make sure that you all look out for that. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and share to our YouTube channel, which is How Now? Uh, question mark podcast. Make sure you check it out. And that will do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. Again, thank you so much, Yusef, and we wish you the best in all that you do. And we thank you again for being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No worries. Okay. And until we see you the next time, I say peace.